So tonight, I think we're going to have a rectangle table discussion uh, on um, how the gospel informs our tech habits. Um, so as I'll, I'll try to facilitate conversation to the best of my ability as I've been asked to. Um, but Maddie, I also want to defer to you because you um, had this topic um, put heavy on your heart. Could you help me understand what made... What is it that brought this to your attention and made you want to talk about it tonight? Yeah, so it kind of started around like New Year's, you know, everyone makes their resolutions and I didn't really have any. And so I kind of just, you know, I was like, you know what? I don't need to make them. I don't need to have a list. I don't need to have a goal. And um, what I started to figure out is that I actually did have some things that I wanted to change, but there wasn't necessarily a tangible goal to them, at least not, mm. um, you know, in my own mind, I guess. It it was a heart posture and a habit that needed to change mm. specifically around not necessarily my quote unquote screen time, but mm. my phone specifically, because like I'm in college, I'm going to use my computer five hours a day. I have to deal with that. That's not something I can really change, but my phone was kind of the center of where mm. that started. Okay, sweet. I want to backtrack just a little bit and clarify just so that everyone who listens in the future uh, knows who's involved in the discussion. Uh, so uh, I'm Josh. I'm facilitating it. I work at New City. I help out with campus ministry. Um, but before I was doing campus ministry, I went to school for commercial multimedia and worked in IT, um, on the, uh, user support side of things, um, helping, uh, users fix problems. Um, normally that was through education. There was some IT infrastructure work, but not much. I wasn't like a head admin. Um, but now I'm just a 26 year old guy, uh, who, um, uses his laptop, uses his cell phone um, to get most of his work done. Um, that's me. Uh, what about everybody else? Let's, Maddie, we'll start with you and then we'll go around in a circle. Uh, just so that everybody knows what is your current relationship with technology and who are you? So I'm Maddie or Madeline and um, I go to church in New City. I am a student leader. Um, through New City's Collegiate um, program. And my relationship with technology is that I'm a college student. I use my computer every day. It basically never leaves my side. And um, I love movies and TV and all of that as well. And my phone is used for social media and um, keeping up with people. But now I have a better relationship with it. At one point, it was kind of taking over and that's why I'm going to be talking about more about this tonight. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm Ava and I'm also a college student um, and I go to New City too and I'm kind of in the same boat where I use my computer for like all my homework for all my classes um, and same I have got like social media and stuff on my phone texting um, a lot of stuff like that, mainly like, yeah, social media and 
connecting with people. So that's kind of kind of my background with tech. Okay, sweet. And uh, I'm Nathan, and I already graduated from college with my associate's degree. Um, and I, I attend New City Church, and technology uh, for the majority of my early life just didn't exist. My parents refused to let me have any gaming consoles or anything like that. I didn't mm. get a phone until I was 16. Wow. And I didn't even buy a gaming console until I was 18. Wow. Um, I did build my own computer when I was 17, and due to that lack of technology, I really hit it hard through, mm. you know, the majority of my high school life and college life, but, you know, I've since passed that, and I've definitely weaned off of it, but um, I've felt the effects like everyone else. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, my name's Michael. Um, I'm also a student. I'm in the same boat as many other students where uh, there's a lot of just like habitual use of social media mm. um, without any purpose or intention. Uh, I think my usage has gotten better than it was at the start of the pandemic, um, but still needs a lot of help uh, mm. when it comes to just using it just to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all very clearly in similar life stages and very similar experiences with technology. It's not like any of us is like our parents where there was no computer. We always had a computer in the house. What's interesting though, I'm going to assume I'm only a few years older than you guys. None of you had dial up, right? Had what? I, I no. Dial up internet. What's, that? What's that? Yeah. Um, dial up internet where you had a, a phone modem plugged in to your computer. And if someone was on the phone, you also couldn't be on the internet at the same time. Nope. It sucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It took forever for a YouTube video to load. Um, but that's what's so weird about it is we're, we're, we're all still young and still in a very similar age bracket, but we all still have very different experiences mm -hmm. with our technology. And that may or may not be because of our age. It could also just be different cultural moments um, that we find ourselves in. Um, so there's lots of value that I think we can glean from each other. Um, as we try to have a good conversation, even if we're not the most diverse, you know, on paper, um, I still think there's enough, um, for us to be able to hopefully learn and have some good conversation about it. Um, so Maddie, I think since you were the one who wanted to have this conversation, what, um, what are your, um, current tech habits? So currently, I probably spend anywhere from on a very good day, I would call whatever. I mean, good has lots of meanings for people. But for me, a good day on my phone would be about two and a half hours. Anywhere a bad day would probably be about five and a half. Median, I would say my goal is three and a half or less. Um, I'm on my computer, like I mentioned, for classes and homework and things, but um, for my phone specifically, those are my current mm. habits. Mm. Yeah. So would you, would you find, would, and this is an open question to anyone, would you find that um, you are reliant on your technology for life to get done? 
Yeah. Like all technology, like including like our. I would say your phone. Yeah. Or just our phone. Yeah, just your phone. I'll let you clarify like the question. Not like computer for yeah. homework and stuff. Not yeah. having that. Yeah. Um. I don't think I'm near as reliant on like social media things as I used to be mm-hmm. like to live, but I do think like in terms of basic things like con- mm-hmm. like contact like staying in touch with like my family and my yeah. boyfriend and like stuff like that I think that I think that I use it a lot for yeah. that and it would be hard to go without it in terms yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, no shame in that. Like it's just I'm just trying to right yeah, yeah. we're all in the same boat, mm-hmm. right? We all are a part of the system that we feed into, right? Yeah. So we need it, but we also contribute to the need of it. Um, so um, do you, Maddie, find that that um, is something that you like, dislike? What What does the reliance on your phone bring up for you? It mostly brings up like fondness and I, I enjoy it in the sense of like I'm keeping up with social media trends and things that change and um, the way people are using social media because my future career will rely on it heavily. Mm -hmm. And so if I were to like, let's just say today stop using all social media and tried to get back on in three years when my career kicks off, I would be in a, a rough boat. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, and I, I um, work under a dietitian right now and I do all her social media stuff for her. Um, so that is very fun for me and that's something that I want to do in my career as well. I would say the, the things that I don't like um, have been like how many people I follow or what's on my feed. It's more of the content and not necessarily the time. Um, but the time I was spending on my phone months and months ago was getting in the way of my daily life. So Mm. I did not like that. And that's part of the reason why I decided to change that. Okay. Yeah. Would, um, so has anyone else experienced or had that kind of moment where they're like, I'm uncomfortable with how much I'm using my phone? Yeah. I think for me, like, I think TikTok has definitely been, like, something mm. that, like, like when I, I don't know. I think a lot of times you can use just, like, social medias that just have, like, where you can just scroll and scroll and scroll. Yeah. You can just kind of use that to just kind of, like, distract yourself and just, you know, you're just, like, wasting your time most of the time. But it's, like, I don't know, just kind of, like like watching a movie or something like that where it's just like you just like forget about your life for a little bit and you just like scroll you know (laughs) and um and even though it seems like appealing in the moment I feel like there's been lots of times where I'll get done and I'll look at the clock and I'll be like I just wasted like Mm. an hour and a half of my life like just looking at like video after video and like got nothing out of that (laughs) Mm. and yeah why do you think you you so And this is a question for me just as much as anyone else, right? Why do you think we use our phones as a way to escape? It's mind numbing. You don't even have to think. 
mm-hmm. to do it hardly. Mm. Whereas like a hobby, it takes brain work and time mm. to do a hobby. Mm-hmm. Some hobbies are mindless for some people and yeah. hobbies that you've done for years and years become that way. But developing a new hobby or trying to find something else to do besides be on your phone is hard. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people not necessarily quote unquote don't want to put in the effort, but they're not even thinking about doing it because being on your phone is so easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the people the people who've created all these apps, whether it's a game, social media, etc., have made it so easy and captivating yeah. as well because yeah. that's their goal that's how they make money mm. yeah yeah have you guys had any negative experiences with technology that have kind of made you like step back and go oh i don't know if i'm okay with this now that i'm realizing what's going on there have definitely been a few days like in a row over each summer break where i've spent it i only stayed inside only left my room to go to the bathroom and get food, and I just watch videos and play video games all day, mm-hmm. 14, 16 hours at a time. And, well, yeah. <laughs> Did you level up? <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft had levels. Minecraft had levels. Did you slay the Ender Dragon? I actually never done that before. Oh I, dang! You just I, build the whole it's time. Fun. I do whatever. I switch around too much. Oh no! I can't. I can't play. Uh, I can't play. Uh, okay. What is it? Survival. Oh, I hate survival dying. mode. Yeah. Ugh, no, I have to do creative. Can't do it. Yes, yeah, I've I've done that way you, too many times. Yeah. I don't even want to know how many hours I've spent on just like games in general because mm. I've I know Steam tracks your hours. Mm-hmm. My most played game is pretty close to a thousand and I know for a fact that it's way less than I've played other games. <laughs> Dang. So, yeah. Dang. Man, a thousand hours is a lot of time. Not too bad, yeah. <laughs> when my phone time was at its worst, my phone was a full-time job. Mm. Do you, it was bad. So I'm, I'm recognizing a pattern. Do you guys feel guilt around the time that you use technology? Okay. Depends if you realize it or not. Like if like mm-hmm. how we're like okay. a lot of sometimes I'll get done and I'll be like, okay, that was fun, go to bed or whatever. Yeah. But sometimes I'll get done and like realize that I just like wasted all that time yeah. and then I think it like sinks in a little bit more. Yeah. I wanna eventually move the conversation to good uses of technology, but I because I feel like we've been we've really been focusing in um typical Baptist Protestants, right, on the negative, right? Like, what is the bad thing about this that needs to get mm-hmm. fixed, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the, the fact of the matter is, is that I, I personally would assert that technology isn't good or bad. It is what we make of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can use it in a way that's good or bad. Um, and our heart posture inside that um, is what ultimately is going to affect you know, how we use it. Um, so with with that in mind, if it's something that sometimes you realize you're not using in the right way, um, do you think that um, one of the questions that Maddie asked was, would you say that you think people should fast from social media or their phone or technology? Um, and if so, uh, why? 
And I kind of think that depends on the person mm. and like what you're per- like how you know what you're personally like tempted by or or like drawn to like what you mm. how you struggle specifically like with your phones. Like I think some people struggle more with like 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 spending a ton of time on like gaming stations or whatever and some people mm. like struggle with like looking through like Instagram and like comparing themselves with everything mm. you know I think everyone has their own mm. their own ways yeah. that they deal with it so yeah have any of you experimented with going without your phone at all yeah okay I got two three head nods Four head nods? I think a point that, like, I wanted to hit home, too, you said, like, the question is, like, do you think people should? Mm. And you kind of touched on this leading up to the question. It's it's not necessarily the technology that's the issue. Mm. Fasting from technology will not fix your heart posture. Mm. Yeah. It may be what you need if God's calling you that to to do that to step away and fix your heart posture, but it's not going to solve the problem. And it, it's dangerous just to fast because you think you should. Mm. And you, it's important to note that if God's not calling you to do that, don't do it. Because mm. I've seen too many posts and things that when I have gone on social media, like a... Um, girl that I follow, she posted a reel talking about this exact topic mm. when I prepared what I had, when I was getting ready to prepare what I had for tonight. Mm. I messaged her and I said, Hey, I am so happy that you were obedient to God in posting this. I needed this because I'm going to talk to my collegiate group about this. And it helped me prepare in the way I needed it to. Mm. And so I guess my point to that is, God can use social media, and so if you're not being called to step off of it, don't. Mm. But it's also wise to, you know, look into yeah what you're using social media for, mm. how much time it is taking into your life, etc. I think also um, if one like if someone chooses to step away from social media or to fast in that, um, that we also need to look at what will be missing in the good things so mm. like like if you have relationships that are maintained uh, on messaging apps or on social media yeah. to find ways to keep those relationships active as yeah. you step away because otherwise it can be very easy to slip into isolation um, yeah. if you are reliant on social media for maintaining relationships I think that's an important thing to consider because not everyone's in the exact same boat mm right mm-hmm. um you know if your only way to communicate with your family like 7 hours away plus right is through your phone it's probably not a great idea to shut your phone off and just go awol you know um is awol the right term yeah <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> um, words are hard um because ultimately like right, you were saying, I think both of you kind of hit on it. It's something we want to use um, and we want to make sure, you know, we're doing it in the right way. And it's not something that just everyone should be doing and mm-hmm. be told to do. Um, it's something that if you recognize 
this is what I feel I need to do to make sure that I'm in a better spot because I can see how it's becoming a harmful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that took you from the realization of, okay, I might be having a problem to actually doing something about it? And what has your experience been as you've tried to create healthier tech habits? I think for me, I got too uncomfortable. I was in this cycle of I'm anxious or I'm insert emotion. I'm going to get on my phone. It was usually a negative emotion. My phone would then, I would be looking, I would look at the time after spending time on my phone and realize, oh crap, I've been on my phone for 45 minutes and I have all this homework to do. And that would feed into whatever negative emotion I was already feeling. And so it was this like redundant cycle of I'm going to get on my phone because I want to avoid what I need to do, but then I need to do what I'm avoiding and stay off my phone. And I couldn't manage that well. I would, it would, I wouldn't say it would ruin my whole day, but that emotion and that anxiousness or like weird feeling that I was having would last all day, regardless of if my homework got done and I could move on or not. So what, uh, what specifically had, like, what fruit has come from changing that habit? Like, what good have you seen in changing that? I kind of compare it to, since I'm obviously very into nutrition and, um, I, there's something called intuitive eating. In short, it's basically like following what your body is telling you. Mm. It's not to say you eat one kind of food all the time or this kind of food all the time, but it's following what you need and what you know, like your body can give you signals on what you need Mm. or what you don't. And I found that I can, I'm starting to do the same thing with my phone. Mm. If, if I need some time to scroll on Instagram to see what my friends or the, um, the Christian people that I follow are up to, then that's what I need to do for 30 minutes. But I've found that it's less of a, just a time filler or something for me to do. Um, And it's more of like, I'll go on my phone if I want to go on my phone or I absolutely need to be on my phone and not, not anxious obligation, not mind numbing obligation. It's, becoming more of my own conscious choice. Mm. So you, I, so just to restate, it sounds like you're growing in your ability to control the phone, not let it control you. Yes. Mm. Mm. Do you guys all, have you guys also had experiences where you feel like you've grown in your ability to control rather than be controlled? Yeah. Um, for a while, like I would just, you know, endlessly play video games, but, um, the more I've grown up, I've uh, learned to like explore like documentaries and stuff. Just mm-hmm. I've like self taught myself stock trading from YouTube videos. And I enjoy learning about things that like mm-hmm. really interest me, like especially if it's something like super tedious and like minuscule. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm super passionate about fishing and I will watch an hour and a half long video 
to see a dude catch a micro fish, you know, like something that no one cares about, but I will watch the whole thing just to see the whole adventure and like mm. how he did it. And just little things like, you know, if I can learn something, mm. you know, I don't think it's a total time waste, but yeah, you know, I've definitely felt convicted about that in the past where I've spent six hours and haven't gained anything out of it. Mm. Yeah. So I want to clarify everyone sitting here would be a self-professing Christian, right? Like a follower of Jesus who loves Jesus, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So with that, not that anyone was expecting anyone who was putting out a church podcast to not have some type of religious affiliation. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, with that in mind, right, there is a worldview influence there that I think should be disclosed, right? Um, and if if it's the gospel, right, the good news that, um, right, of Jesus in my place in a sentence, right, but specifically that God made the world good, right, and humans chose their own way, um, and when that messed things up, um, God came down to fix it and is now redeeming it and will complete the redemption um, when Jesus returns, right, how does that gospel, how does that good news that our brokenness is, is one, completely repaired and will be consummated and repaired um, by a God who loves us, how does that gospel influence um, your tech habits? Or have you ever allowed that gospel to influence your tech habits? Because it's I'm realizing it's entirely possible you might have compartmentalized that without realizing the gospel touches that. Um, so to restate the question, um, I think more succinctly, um, have you allowed the gospel to influence your tech habits? And if it has, how so? I actually did a, um, I don't want to call it a Bible study book because that's not what it's called, but because I can't remember what it's called, I'm going to call it that. It was it was a um, Bible study tool um, put out by Daily Grace Co. It's one of my favorite companies for Bible studies and things like that. So if you want to check them out, please do because I love their stuff. Not sponsored, <laughs> but it the study I did was called Reclaiming Your Phone Time, and it really was able to help me shift my perspective to like how does the gospel in Jesus play into this mm. and I think one big thing that I took away from that book is that um we can seek God in anything even mm. in mundane things like our phones or mm. I don't know what you eat for breakfast like God's light touches everything of mm. our lives and having him having enough grace to let us seek him Whenever we're in our troubles, I think was the most encouraging thing mm. to me that I took away from that. Mm. Was this Bible study found through your phone? You can buy it on your phone, yeah. Ah, okay. But I, I have the physical copy, but then they oh, get they okay. give you a free digital version okay. when you buy it. So. I wasn't sure if you found it in like an app or. Hey, <laughs> 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 I do have the physical copy. So if anyone wants to borrow it, let me know. Okay. <laughs> So what about you guys? Have you guys ever even thought about how the gospel influences and touches your tech habits? 
I wouldn't. I'm sorry. Go for it. <laughs> I, I really wouldn't say I have a completely healthy view of that sense. Um, mm. I kind of, like you suggested, maybe compartmentalized uh, mm. that aspect of my habits. Um, but I do think it's influenced how I view like the relationships in my life, which is kind of a, mm. a secondary element to that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I still need a lot of work in that area of like viewing my tech habits through a gospel lens. Mm. So with that being the case, right, if you're not, what lens would you say you're viewing it through right now? Kind of a, maybe a distraction or a substitute. Mm. Uh, to healthy views of my time. Yeah. Interesting. Anyone else? Have you guys thought about how the gospel influences and touches your tech habits? Like, I know the Bible says that angels walk among us, and that's kind of always in the back of my mind, and I'm always wondering, like, you know, if I'm walking down the street with my face on my phone and you know unknowingly an angel walks past me and I was supposed to you know they were going to stop me and ask for directions but they didn't think that I would answer because my face was in my phone you know am I missing that opportunity mm. I've always kind of been you know it's been in the back of my mind every time I'm talking to someone I've never seen before mm. I'm just, I try and treat everyone the same way you know because I don't know where they come from or how their day's been. Mm. And I don't want to miss opportunities like that if it's going to be fruitful. Mm. Mm. So it sounds like to, to me, you're, you're viewing, it's not necessarily the technology, it's how it, like what I think Michael was hitting on, how it almost secondarily affects the relationships. Yeah. Right? Um, so it's not necessarily about, is this my phone or is it my computer? Right? It's how is the the rhythm of life that I'm building around the things I do affect those around me that I'm in relationship with and is what I'm doing building and per helping pursue human flourishing or is it taking away from that what uh what about you Ava you you've been like dying <laughs> a lot here. no uh, no <laughs> um no I think that um, especially this semester, I think that I've been trying to like step back and look at it from like a more broad perspective, like just a, like even, I think Kevin mentioned this in like the sermon on Sunday, but like just how, like just our purpose here on earth as Christians is mm. to like share the gospel and like make disciples. Right. And it's, I don't know if you just think about like how short, like our life here on earth mm. is compared to like the eternity that we'll spend with Jesus, like. We want to use this time like that we have now like well, you know, so when I sit there and I'm scrolling through something that's like mm -hmm. meaningless for like hours, then it's it's I don't know. I think it's kind of convicting for me just mm -hmm. because it's like, OK, well, what was that for? Yeah. And that's not like that's not why I'm here. That's not what I'm here to do. So I think for me, especially like this semester, I've been. Trying to, because I, I still use my phone for plenty of things, especially. Yeah. But just trying to, like, determine what mm. what is, like, meaningless yeah. on my phone. Like, um, like, uh, like, there are certain things that I know, like, I get things, get like, I get out of. And yeah. certain things that I know that I don't. So, I've been trying to, like, 
do less of the things that mm. that don't that aren't productive and I think that's an important realization to recognize that my phone is not the enemy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like my phone is not Satan, right? It's not out to get me, mm-hmm. but um, it is crouching at the door, right? Like the opportunity to let it rule over me or me rule over it is there mm-hmm. and recognizing like that you have the agency to do something about it and steward your time well. That's, that's huge because that's a soft skill that's not just for your phone. That applies to all things in life. Because um, we could use all kinds of, it, maybe someone doesn't have a problem with escapism on social media. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just go to the gym all the time, right? And that's all they do um, because they just don't want to put up with things. When they get frustrated and scared, they just yeah. go escape, right? That's not the best use of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um it's a perfectly good thing that then, because of how we look at it and use it, can turn into a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with that being the case, I want to hear and end on a more positive note. Um, what have been some ways that you feel technology has helped you um, love God more? I think the internet is can be <laughs> can be a good thing. Giantest <laughs> <Yeah>. asterisk ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, just for like like looking up quite like there are some like sites like a lot of times I'll go and like desiring God and like look up. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of like like if I have more like deeper like theological questions mm-hmm. and that I don't necessarily can't necessarily like find the answer like on my own. Mm-hmm. Um that I'll like look up and hear what like pastors that I like agree with and yeah. like what they have to say on it and like Bible verse like and look up like Bible verses to support that. I think it's a it's it can be a resource to mm. like more more information and like a deeper understanding of of scripture and Christianity. Definitely. Yeah. Kind of piggybacking off what Ava's getting at. Um Something I did also while changing the time amount that I spent on my phone was changing my feed Mm. and making sure that my feed was, you know, obviously we can't control our feed 100%. Mm -hmm. If someone we love posts something that we don't love, Mm. we can't necessarily control that. And that might pop up on your feed. But um, I've been selective recently about who I follow and who I let follow me. And Mm. I've been able to center my feed more to feed my soul Mm. instead of drain me. Mm. And I come across less like some of things that will stress me out or things that make me sad or, and that's just for me personally, you could say I'm putting a safety blanket over myself or trying, you know, Mm -hmm. guarding myself from certain things. But I feel like um, making sure like your social media feed isn't draining you yeah. is important. And that's something that's been like beneficial because when I, as I've been successful in changing it, it's been really, my time on social media has been really good yeah. and life-giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I follow like, you know, a few Christian influencers, pastors, you know, follow New City, obviously. And, mm-hmm. you know, just making sure that the people I follow are mm. people who I'm, Mm. most likely morally agree with Mm. and my friends and family and things Mm. like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone else have any like giant success stories uh, of how technology has helped them? I don't want to say success stories, but just Bible apps in general. Like I don't carry around a paper Bible with me all day, but dang, yeah, I have my phone on me all the times. So yeah, full <laughs> Bible right there. Yeah, yeah, Praise that was God a for that. giant glaring. Like we've all been afraid to say it because it's like staring us right in the face. Man, it is such. It's making me realize we are talking about such a first world problem right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. there are Christians in other in some other countries who can't even have a Bible app, let alone a physical Bible. Yeah, I was yeah. Say. They can't have any of that. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, Voice of the Martyrs uh, <laughs> is a wonderful ministry that you can learn about more uh, through your phone. Um, <laughs> and they are super passionate about getting Bibles to people in those countries where it is illegal um, or um, just dangerous and covert, um, where like it takes thousands and thousands of man hours of people smuggling Bibles in to just pastors so that then pastors can have a Bible to preach out of. That's not even everyone in the congregation getting a Bible. Um, so it is something that I think, um, recognizing we do, we do take our phones for granted, I think, um, for sure. Um, so, I mean, as we wrap up, I just want to kind of like list off is, does anyone have any, besides Bible apps, right? Any other cool resources? Um, uh, oh, oh, I just remembered our very own, uh, we've got a guy at our church um, by the name of Chris who actually is a um, like vetted commenter on gotquestions.org. Um, so if you go and ask a theological question, you might see Chris Plumberg as a responder. Um, and that's a pretty solid website. Um, but like, for me, I, I love Blue Letter Bible. Um, it's an awesome study tool um, that you can get on your phone or the internet. Um, but do you, have you guys found any other resources that you found helpful? So I, I could be wrong on the name of this. I think it's called Ask Theologists. It could Ooh. be Ask Theologians. Okay. Uh, it's a subreddit where... Ooh. Basically, like, in order to comment on this subreddit, you have to send in proof that you have a degree from seminary. Whoa. And then posters are just, like, the like the people who post questions are just regular people mm. who are asking this panel of theologians. Cool. Nice. Very interesting. I mentioned them earlier, but Daily Grace Co. has a bunch of... Mm. Um, Bible study tools and resources on their app and... Um, yeah. Has, they have an amazing podcast as well, so mm. they've been a source of joy for me. So, yeah, that's reminding me. Bible Project has been super helpful. For oh, me. I yeah. forgot. Yeah, that's really yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, yeah. My family also used like Right Now Media a oh, lot yeah. over mm. COVID, especially like we mm. watch like videos and stuff like yes um, <laughs> netflix party but <laughs> yeah because there's a lot of really cool like videos uh, mm -hmm. you can just you can really like look up like anything and there's probably like a sermon on it on yeah. there and and it's also for like like there's like teen sermon series that like my siblings like went through a lot and and just a lot of even like even like deep questions, questions that you don't mm. think about. And then there'll be like a, like a five minute clip, like kind yeah. of like explaining it and helping you see it from a different perspective. And it's 
something cool. There's, um, I kind of mentioned earlier, like sometimes your feed can stress you out. Yeah. I don't follow many news sources because of that, but mm. the pour over news is a Christian based mm. news source and they, um, you can just click through their story on Instagram and it's super easy and they reach out to their viewers and get our thoughts. They bring in the gospel to every story they report on. What's it called? Um, the pour over news. So I want, like pour I want over your, coffee. I, no, so I'm gonna send you a referral <laughs> link because I want I want my referral. <laughs> what do you what do you get from the referral? Stickers, merch, all kinds of stuff. Fun stuff. Okay, send me a referral. She said link. it, so I'll let her send you the referral link. <laughs> well, I'm not subscribed to the newsletter. I just follow ah. them on Instagram. But their newsletter's yeah. free. Yeah. So. And uh, another thing about that, it's not like a lot of Christian newsletters are mm. like very like they're not trustworthy. Mm. Uh, yeah. And this one uses sourcing from Reuters and Al Jazeera and Washington Post and yeah. Associated Press. Yeah. And like actually still focuses on very solid journalism. Yeah. yeah. I've like they even, want you to understand the news from a yeah. neutral perspective. Yeah, they do. I've yeah. even seen them like I don't remember what story it was on, but they got a fact wrong and they mm -hmm. came back and corrected themselves because yeah. like Michael just said, yeah. getting I mean, it right is important. Yeah. Them. And that's hard to do, especially like we live in a world where, especially on our phones, everything moves so fast. They, they only have like five or so minutes. So to take up five of your minutes to be like, Hey, actually we got it wrong. That's yeah. huge. As far as like humility is concerned. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So as we wrap up, what would be, I want to get like from, from each of you guys, from all of us, what is um, one thing that you would recommend to um, someone who um, has maybe never thought about how the gospel um, and how God cares about they use their use of technology? What's one thing you would say to someone to help comfort them as they're trying to figure out you know, what is the most God-honoring way to use technology? I would say, like, to that person, up until this point, like, God has been giving you grace and mercy, mm. even because, like, you haven't been seeing the gospel touch this part of your life, and it may have caused you to stumble or sin or, um, you know, any number of things. And he is going to continue to give that to you mm. regardless of the improvements you make mm. in your phone time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's good. Mm. I think for me, I would, I would want to echo, you know, if I were to offer advice to anyone on this, I would say, um, don't, don't be afraid to begin and just mm -hmm. start. Right. Um, like, don't don't run from the realization that okay maybe I'm I need to rethink how I use my technology but don't be afraid to start experimenting and just try um, and know that um, I I yeah I guess it's me just saying what you said in a different way right there's grace um, it's okay to try and keep going um, because you don't have to be ruled by your phone you don't have to like have a healthy or unhealthy relationship and you don't even have to feel guilt and shame unjustly over it you you can move into a better healthier spot with it i think for me i'd probably encourage people to 
um, just challenge themselves in terms of like, you know, while you're on your phone, like just kind of think about what you're doing. Like, is this like, like glorifying to God or is this like a good thing, productive thing for me to be doing? Because a lot of times it is, you know, you're uh, like maintaining relationships, like staying updated on the lives of people you Mm. care about. Like that's not a bad thing at all. But sometimes we scroll and scroll and scroll and maybe that's not, Mm. you know, if you feel conviction about that, then I'd encourage you to take action on that. And and like you said, start experimenting with, with different ways to maybe, maybe change those habits. I think just to not be afraid to ask yourself those questions of like, am I being honest with myself about these benefits? Is this actually helping my relationships? Mm -hmm. Uh, And have I had, um, good and healthy conversations on the social media like I'm telling myself I have been mm. um, or could I have these conversations in real life without my current usage of social media mm. and uh, um, like if you're feeling like you need to change something on your phone like Madeline said earlier you don't have to take it to extreme and fast for weeks at a time. Yeah. No one's saying phone use is a don't sin. Be, don't be like a phone monk. Yeah, just, just follow your convictions about it. You know? mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, hopefully uh, this time has been fruitful to you guys. Um, I mean, I think it's definitely benefited me. It's been cool to just dialogue um, about something um, that at least was, I think, I think it's heavy on all of our hearts, but we may not always give it the weight that it deserves. So I think it's good to just kind of pause and, uh, and reflect on it. Um, and with that in mind, uh, love God, love your neighbor, and uh, love yourself.